The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me uh, today Dr. Lalit Johari from Oxford and Mr. James Klein Jr. from Ohio to discuss the most pressing subject of the modern times, leadership in 21st century. Today is the fourth and the concluding episode of the series on leadership. We had very interesting discussions in the past episodes on various aspects of leadership. We will continue our discussions today on the same lines and cover several other aspects like what is the role of leadership in an economy which is shifting from employment-based economy to an entrepreneurship-based economy? How important is leading a self-life of reflection and introspection for leaders. Welcome, Lalit. Uh, welcome, JR. Hi, Mahesh. Hi, JR. Hi. Um, uh, good to see you guys again. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, good to good to think together. Uh, wonderful. We are on the uh, part four of uh, our discussions on the most pressing subject of uh, the current times, leadership in 21st century. And in last episode, we had uh, phenomenal discussions on uh, the role of leaders in an environment with rapid technological shifts, where things are changing fast, things are being digitized. Uh, let's continue with our discussions. So JR, would you like to start today? Okay, thanks, uh, thanks Mahesh. Uh, uh, in, a, in the last uh, series of uh, discussions that we had, uh, Lalit was uh, was uh, eloquently uh, sort of framing uh, this idea of uh, the impact of uh, technology on what I would call sort of the normal human process of, uh, of doing business and. Um, uh, I have I have some experience in in uh, how technology uh, really changes a, a company, and I'd like to focus just a little bit, just some thoughts and uh, thoughts that are really designed to uh, to get a discussion going uh, around what are the effects of this on uh, on senior and middle management. It's, uh, it's, it's very interesting for me to begin to think about uh, some of the 
kinds of changes that are happening in the business model today. In, in the company that I was uh, with for about 30 years, uh, uh, we were uh, financial services. Uh, we actually were uh, uh, an investment company that uh, that uh, has a number of different names depending upon uh, what you're doing. We we focused on social impact. We focused on investing in areas where there were there were unstable uh, systemic problems. Uh, and uh, what we tried to do is uh, invest in assets that would help to stabilize the economies and, uh, and the assets in those economies, not just physical assets, but human assets as well. And so, and, uh, and so most of the time, uh, and, and I came to that world uh, from uh, 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 20 years before doing the same thing in a different geography. Uh, that the nature of that business is uh, has a lot to do with sort of the interaction of people, and and the business model that that was always relied on was was fairly hierarchical, where you would uh, you would uh, the relationship just wasn't with the customer, uh, the relationship was a lot uh, with. Uh, with the, the strategy and the mechanism, the process that was used to implement that strategy. And for, for, for years uh, in, in my, in my uh, universe, uh, that was that uh, a select group would come together, uh, the, the, the board, the senior management would come together uh, and, and uh, do a, go through a process of, of, uh, of collection of data, of, uh, of analytics, of uh, setting direction and putting together uh, an implementation strategy, uh, and then uh, setting out like a five-year plan that we're going to do, and, and then off we went. And that, that, that frame itself lent, it, lent itself uh, to the need for a structure uh, where there would be uh, there there would be authorities uh, that were delegated, autonomies that were delegated, financial responsibilities that were delegated uh, to certain members, certain elements at different parts of this sort of hierarchy, uh, and so uh, that takes people. Uh, people, uh, uh, that's that's the primary component there, and as 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 the financial industry, uh, like everything else, began to get hit a little bit more with technology, uh, there was a need to begin adopting there. Now, when I said tech, I say technology. Uh, uh, when I uh, thirty years ago uh, first. Uh, uh, moved to uh, Ohio to take the position that I that I held. I had a very interesting and may I say extended discussion on my decision to actually buy a fax machine. 
and and uh, the the discussion really uh, was around uh, why, why do you why would you actually need a fax machine? What what would what would uh, what is that going to add to uh, to what you're doing? Well, let's take that whole ball ahead. And so here we have now a world that uh, the fax machine almost is outmoded technology, and with that comes a whole change in environment that that begins to not diminish the value of people, but it changes the environment to 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 focus that value on different sets of skills. So today what you have uh, is uh, that you have an environment that is pretty much customer centric uh, that uh, a lot of those things that were done by people uh, are done by uh, technologies. The communication for me has changed dramatically. Uh, again, uh, I, I like to tell stories, so I'll tell you another story of how I actually came to Ohio. I came to Ohio based upon a particular kind of um, uh, capital tool that I read about, and I found these people in Ohio were, uh, were beginning to do it, so I struck up a conversation with them by letter, and then finally with phone calls, and finally, one day they asked me if I was interested in coming to Ohio to do it, and so they sent me in the mail a ticket. That actually seems like an old story of of uh, uh, the Flintstones, uh, because when I think about that, that process just in itself uh, is is uh, unrecognizable by many of the workers. That that are are in our workforce today. Absolutely. So, so to me, what has happened is even the nature of senior employees, of of middle management employees, has has changed dramatically. In in my world, in my opinion, you know, they they become in themselves. Uh, 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 sort of an a, have an aspect of redundancy, all right? And and the redundancy is that what you don't need as someone to be checking on your work, some someone to be telling you exactly what to do. You need someone to be sort of guiding you, coaching you, being able to to help you with with uh, with issues that. Uh, that that uh, may be a challenge, but that whole idea of autonomy, that whole idea of responsibility, that whole idea of accountability has changed dramatically. Uh, uh, it, it, there, there was a time that anything went wrong, it was the senior manager that took the responsibilities. It still, still happens today too, but in, again, in, in my universe, there was really, there was really a, a real redundancy around the number of middle managers, the number of senior managers that 
that you really needed to get the job done. And I might suggest to you that the roles of those senior managers and those middle managers changed dramatically from from being uh, from being the uh, uh, the purveyor of uh, of uh, divine wisdom, really to being a coach, to to being a guide, to being a co-worker, to being uh, someone that didn't have to bring your request upward, but uh, could call on those those uh, uh, the, the, those value points within the in the organization that could best. Uh, uh, think through the solution to the problem. So I I see a dramatic difference and a dramatic impact on senior management and middle middle management. As a matter of fact, I even wonder sometimes if if on the business card I should even have a, a, a CEO or CEO emeritus uh, emeritus. Uh, and I I think sometimes you put on there. Um, um, uh, coach, and that would be almost good enough. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. That's a very good point. Yeah, Joe, thanks. Thanks for elaborating that. And uh, we'll take a short break now, and we will continue after the break. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, with me, uh, Professor Lalajuri and James Klein. Uh, looks like this is uh, the Oxford crew together discussing the most pressing subject of modern times, leadership in 21st century. Uh, we'll, we had very good discussion on the impact of uh, rapid technological shifts uh, on the leadership. And moving on, um, as we observe nowadays, the boundaries between public and private enterprise are kind of diminishing. If you look at private enterprise, uh, they are required and they must have a social agenda. And on the other end, the public enterprise, they are expected and should be more efficient. And what is the role of leadership? What can do? What can the leadership do in this context? Mahesh, uh, let us uh, look at the finances of the government. Traditionally, the government has been uh, government is supposed to carry the the agenda of delivering the social welfare to the society. Now, if you look at the finances of the governments around the world, hardly about 10 or 15 countries which will have a positive surplus budget. 95% of the countries do not enjoy surplus budget. They, have, they are grappling with deficits. Uh-huh. And when they are grappling with the deficit, most of the uh, governments are uh, cutting down on welfare schemes and uh, in the process the citizens of these countries are suffering a lot. So purely on the grounds of diminishing finances of the government, there is a case for the private sector to join in and become a partner with the public sector in terms of not only working uh, towards their own objective of creating value for the stakeholders and the shareholders, but also ensure that the society does not have to live under the ever-mounting burden of social tensions. If that happens, my feeling is that the very survival of the private organization is going to be threatened. I mean, people must have access to good education. People must have education to uh, portable water. People must have access to housing. People must have access to health care. And can the government provide universal access in various social sectors that we we are seeing, which are becoming the the critical uh, aspect of any healthy society? The answer is no. So. First rationale in terms of public and private coming together is purely in terms of the mutuality of resources. Now, you mentioned 
the word efficiency and you mentioned the word social agenda i completely agree there has to be a lot of complementarity between the public sector and the private sector not everything is bad about public sector public sector also has some very positive strengths take for example the conscience of the public sector manager a lot of them have decided to work for uh, public sector undertakings because they felt that they have a greater uh, purpose in terms of serving the society right lot of yeah lot of people enter education because they think that educating the society that they are part of is an important uh, role that they are going to play lot of uh, citizens and societies join the military service because they think that it's a very noble profession to be able to defend your country against the enemy so generally i have found that the the social agenda the welfare agenda of the government at least in terms of intent is always very good and they attract very talented people in the public sector however it's the lack of resources which often becomes the 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 sort of pressure point the pain point for the public sector uh, or the civil servants to be able to deliver the promises made by the politicians at the time of elections so here comes a complementary way that the private sector can bring their management expertise the private sector can bring a business like culture in the public sector departments and undertakings so that the strong bridge of complementarity works to the advantage of both the private sector organization will have a healthy customer a healthy customer can only be if there is a provision of health in the country a healthy employee would earn more therefore the disposable income will be higher so it's a kind of a chain that the public sector and the private sector have to uh, appreciate and work together so from that point of view i think the the 21st century is all about uh, public and private companies working together to be able to solve the problem of the society so so i think uh, it looks like the leadership from both sides uh will have to find common grounds to work together and and uh, and maximize return for uh, uh, both of them yeah let me reflect a little bit on leadership aspect so first of all there has to be this level of awareness that the two have to work together i mean i work with the governments in many countries and i always found that there is a certain degree of uh, of course there are different countries at different levels of maturity in terms of how to what extent public and private partnerships uh, or public and private organizations can work together here in uk we are at a very high level of maturity where public and private can work together but in some of the emerging markets um, the there is i have seen certain level of defensiveness on the part of Uh, civil servants said the politicians that they would not like to 
work with the private sector, they think that they are perfectly capable of delivering the whole package of welfare. And 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 the and according to me, the leadership is all about aligning the mindset of the public sector uh, policy makers and the senior leaders and the private sector leaders. So first element of leadership is changing the mindset helping each other to understand that there is a far greater degree of value creation if the two come together instead of each one working in their own respective areas. The second aspect of leadership would be that what are the complementary uh, advantages on both sides to how to, how to sort of integrate those two. So here is an issue of, uh, you know, one kind of DNA coming from the public sector and another kind of DNA coming from the private sector, the leadership challenge here is that how do you ensure that you can create a hybrid DNA just like we have hybrid varieties of crops which are more productive than the original uh, crops which were, which were sort of uh, married to each other. So we have to create this hybrid advantage and that can only happen if there is a DNA level integration in the mindset of the public sector manager and the private sector manager. The third aspect of leadership I would say is uh, a sort of a pitch for the policy makers. They must create a conducive regulatory environment so that the private sector which is going to commit uh, risk capital feels assured that the rules of the game will not change. There will be stability in the operating environment. That there will be a lot of uh, understanding, cooperation uh, between the uh, leaders coming from the two sides, the public side and the private sector, so that they can work together and, and not threaten the, 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 the uh, resources that are being committed by the either party. In terms of private sector, we need to uh, assure the public because often the public thinks that if a water utility goes into the public-private mode then the prices of the water are going to go up. Uh, it happens. There is a historical evidence of that. So the private sector has to be very, very careful to ensure that the public is always behind them that the public supports the public-private partnership because most of the cases of failures are either in terms of the bad governance in the public-private partnership which is, because, which is a case of poor leadership or leadership failing to garner the support of the, the society so that they will uh, be willing to exchange their uh, consumption purse uh, for the products and services being provided by the public-private partnership. So these are some of the uh, aspects of the leadership that I have identified during the course of my own engagement with public-private partnership in many countries. Well, thank you, Lalit. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, sharing the findings of your research. Uh, we will now take a short break and we'll continue our discussion after. From the boardroom to you. 
Voice America Business Network. To the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me Dr. Jory from Oxford and the other two Oxford cohorts, JR and myself, uh, JR in Ohio. And uh, we are discussing uh, a very important subject. We had very good discussions in uh, past segments on the leadership in 21st century. Now, uh, times have changed, technologies have changed, a lot of changes happening all around us in environment. Uh, JR, if I can start with you, uh, how do you see the role of leadership play out in an economy, uh, which is now shifting from employment-based economy to entrepreneurial uh, basis of economy? Um. You know, how do I see it? I, I, I might say it, it's completely different. Let's, let's just think about, let's just think about what the nature of this change actually is. This economic shift that we're seeing, this sort of technology driven tsunami uh, that is on us. Uh, 
Um, I'm just going to give you uh, give you a couple of things. Uh, uh, software, as we've talked about before, technology is is uh, um, is disturbing most traditional industries, and it will even more in the next five to ten years. Things like you know. Uh, Uber, uh, which started out as a technology company, is now the biggest taxi company in the world. Uh, Airbnb uh, is is simply uh, a, a, a software firm that is now the world's biggest hotel chain. We've talked a lot over the, over the time about artificial intelligence. Computers continue to become exponentially better in understanding the world. You know, um, lawyers in the United States, you know, uh, young lawyers actually don't have jobs because uh, uh, things like IBM's Watson can uh, can get uh, legal advice for, for people in seconds with uh, 90% accuracy. Uh, and yeah, the medical profession, there's, here's, here's, uh, uh, Watson shows up again is already helping nurses diagnose uh, cancer uh, four times more more uh, uh, accurately than than human uh, uh, doctors and nurses. So we're talking about autonomous cars uh, by next year. The first autonomous uh, self-driving cars are going to appear in public. Uh, and just just think about. What happens by around 2020 when this 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 part of the tsunami hits the automobile industry? But it's not just the automobile industry; it's uh, it's the whole idea of changing our cities. Uh, you, the, some of the estimates are that cities will have 90, 95 percent fewer vehicles. That uh, you're going to transform cities based upon the places where cars used to park. The, 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 the diminished amount of car accidents, the insurance companies that, have, uh, that uh, are going to lose a massive amount of business around automobile uh, uh, accidents. Um, the whole idea of the change in the work, in, in work uh, 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 itself. Uh, the real estate will change. Uh, you know, the people people will change their commutes. Uh, 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 electric cars, uh, electricity, healthcare. As a matter of fact, uh, they announced this year, and uh, 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 Mahesh, uh, you and I had a discussion. As a matter of fact, uh, had an episode at one point in time around an idea of this. Uh, it's called the Tricorder X, which is basically a an instrument that uh, comes out and fits on your phone, and it scans you scan your retina and uh, and your blood sample, and you breathe into it, and it 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 has forty or uh, fifty four uh, biomarkers that identify problems or disease or other irregularities, and sends them uh, by uh, by uh, by Wi-Fi. Uh, to uh, 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 the medical professionals, little things like 3D printers. 3D printers have uh, gone down in the last 10 years from about $18,000 a piece to about 400. They're 100 times faster. Uh, 
You, you, you see the difference in business opportunities. Uh, um, any solution developed by business, if it, if it doesn't work on your phone, you might just forget about it. Um, uh, work jobs will be changing dramatically in the next 20 years. Some estimates say that 70 or 80 percent of the jobs as we know them today uh, are going to disappear. Agriculture, uh, uh, they we're very close to the first hundred dollar agricultural robot. Uh, that can move into into third world countries and and so the farmers become sort of managers rather than uh, than workers uh, uh, and on and on and on it goes. So my question to you, uh, Lolit, uh, being uh, being involved for many years in in education. Uh, these kinds of changes, I, I'm interested in your feedback on, your, your position on, are, are the, is education today uh, uh, training the next generation, the next workforce for, 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 for jobs that, that are available now or for jobs that might be available? Thank you, Jaya. That's a uh, very basic question and very important. Let me first of all reflect what the education is and what it is not today. The education model has not undergone a significant change in the last, I would say, 150 years. I mean, if you go around the world, you will find that most of the countries are struggling to find a answer to what is a good way to run the school education. Very few countries have managed to resolve this problem. Fundamentally, our education system, both at the school level as well as at the higher education level, has been designed to educate young people as employment seekers if you if you if you follow the life story of some of the present day leaders in technology company many of them have left their education halfway through and decided to venture out on their own and they started to develop uh, their own imaginative ideas into very successful businesses. There are lots of examples of this. So if we have to feed creative talent into the 21st century economy, which is more about um, entrepreneurship, it's more about uh, launching startups, we have to fundamentally change the way we educate the young people. We have to create space so that children can think creatively. We have to give up the model of uh, standardization in education. We have to adapt more flexible curriculum. We have to ensure that there is enough flexibility 
in the institutional framework of education by which young people can pursue their own passions we have to change the way we test the young uh, students the way we reward the young students we have to introduce them to uh, the whole culture of uh, what i would call as creative thinking and risk taking the present system of education in a way is geared towards helping the young people to find very safe paths very safe mechanisms and whereas what is needed in 21st century is young minds who are able to take risk who are able to respond to changing situations very quickly and not limited by very dogmatic kind of thinking processes or stereotype solutions so i i would say that if we have to educate the younger generation for and, and for the 21st century society and economy we need to have a very strong message being given to our present day leaders that please change the way you think about the education that's where the change has to start that's my short answer to your question and that that's a very good point lalit because as you mentioned in the earlier segment also that um the leaders in traditional businesses versus uh the leaders in the new businesses which includes those tech startup there's a huge age gap where you could not think to become a ceo of a company in a traditional business now straight out of college uh, kids are becoming and they're doing very well they're not doing bad so so that the education uh the quality what you talked about building entrepreneurship maybe creating next generation leaders which can start the leadership roles early in their lives yes that's one way of saying yeah. so so here here it's a leadership which is based on sense of imagination and creativity yes it is not necessarily based on a lesson that you learned way back in your college or school days i'm not saying that that lesson is irrelevant that may come in handy at some stage but to be able to launch a new idea you have to follow your instincts you have to follow your gut feel you have to take the risk that is what makes these young entrepreneurs successful of course the rate of success is very small not everybody succeeds but those who succeed they succeed like anything true so i would imagine that it 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 is something to do with the with the way we educate the young children very well said thank you lalit uh thank you jr we'll take a short break and we'll continue our discussion it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me Dr. Lana Jury and JR, and we are in discussions on the leadership in 21st century. Lala, we had very good discussion uh, on various subjects. Uh, can you uh, throw some light on how important is leading the self-life of reflection and introspection for leaders? I would say very important and uh, starting uh, from the days of Greek philosophers, I, I understand it was Socrates who seems to have said that the unexamined life is not worth living and I completely agree with that. Um, one of the very important aspect of Gandhi's leadership approach was to go into state of silence and introspect on the, the nature of uh, challenges that the Indian society was facing when Gandhi was leading the, the freedom movement in India. 
he would go in isolation for hours and hours and think about the the challenge that the the colonial india was facing and find different ways but he had always one thing in mind that whatever he does it must be part of a strong it should be based on a strong rationale so to him why question was very important so in the past when the leaders were not facing huge amount of complexity and uncertainty that we uh, that is how we characterize the 21st century a lot of leadership was all about uh, planning and planning was about what and how but today the leaders have to go beyond what and how they have to answer two questions who they are and why they are and that is what the life of introspection allows you to do it helps you to understand your true nature it helps you to understand whether you are fit to lead uh, a particular mission in life or not because if there is a gap in terms of who you are and the kind of mission that you want to lead people will feel that you are not a authentic person so gandhi was considered to be a very authentic person that is why uh, with a very strong uh, uh, sense of mission but a very weak voice he could galvanize thousands and millions of indians to follow him with small simple short messages asking the colonial power to quit india so introspection helps you to first of all calm down it helps you to understand the complexity of the challenge it helps you to develop a strong rationale in terms of why something is important why it has to be done gandhi felt that it was very unfair on the part of the british empire to dominate and exploit the indian society so there was a very strong rationale behind his movement there was a very strong purpose behind it nobody had ever educated him to go back to india and uh, raise his voice against the 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 tyranny of the colonial uh, civil servants or the military or the police it was his inner voice so just to summarize uh, life of reflection life of introspection enables you to listen to your inner voice it helps you to understand who you are it helps you to align with the important challenge that you are going to uh, fight against and it helps you to give you a strong rationale in terms of 
raising your self-confidence that what you are doing is the right thing to do. And that, according to me, is what is needed uh, in terms of uh, 21st century, uh, the, the making up, the making of the leaders for the 21st century society. That's very important point. That's very important. Thank you, Lalit. Thanks for sharing uh, your thought process on a very important subject. Uh, we are now coming almost to the end of our program. So I would like to thank you, JR, and thank you, Lalit, uh, for uh, phenomenal uh, four episodes in which we covered the leadership in 21st century, uh, how the environment is changing rapidly at a pace never seen before, how the technological shifts are coming to play, and how leaders are expected to deliver optimum performance in an environment where we have inequality, we have issues of terrorism, uh, climate change, declining lifestyles. Uh, so things are changing rapidly, some for good, technology enabling it, but it has its own impact. So leadership is hugely challenged. And uh, uh, it looks like uh, the, the leadership behaviors of past and, and the way to manage uh, may not be able to survive in the in the future. What could be the face of it will be evolving in uh, in next few years. But there are a lot of positive signs uh, which are coming up with new entrepreneurs coming, young leaders coming in, especially in businesses. Uh, kind of happening in, in in politics also now. So thank you everybody. Very interesting uh, four episodes. A lot of learnings for leadership in 21st century. Thank you, JR. Thank you, Lalit. Thank you, Mahesh. Thank you, JR. Thank you. Thank you both. Uh, may I say to end up, uh, uh, we all have to ask ourselves the question, who am I and what am I doing here? Sure. Thanks, JR. Thank you. And why. That is true. And why we're doing it. So, so um, I would say good times for leadership and uh, uh, leadership learning will continue and leaders will have to continue to keep learning in a changing environment. Uh, thank you, everybody. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management